G'day folks, how are you going? Welcome to another edition of the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasolo, with me once again, Carl Chandler. G'day dickhead. Yep, hey mate. Uh, how are you this afternoon? I'm uh, I'm raring to go. I'm very much looking forward to our special guest today. Yeah, he's a very good pal of ours. He's good friend a, of the show. Good friend of the show, stand-up comedian, raconteur. Um, Legend tele- of Australian comedy, favourite yep. of the Rhapsodist. scene. Television get-about. Uh, twi- about Twitter aficionado. Glitterati. New owner of a sweet hog, we just found out <laughs> on the way in here. Ladies and gentlemen, television's Lawrence Mooney. Thank you yes. very much. Yes. Tommy, I prefer probably to be known as stand-up comedy's Lawrence Mooney. Now. I mean, <laughs> that's where I'm making my living. And uh, since The White Room, the two episodes of The White Room earlier this year, I haven't really been on the telly. What about that sweet sorbent ad you're in? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. That's good. Is that's that, classic That's move. telly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not that's radio. Telly. Yeah. No, that's, that's telly. People can see you. They can hear you. I, I, I didn't think to include commercials as telly per se. I was well, thinking, you know, panel show you know, some kind of comedy spectacular. But I'll take the Sorbonne ad, and I, I was happy with it. Made by what? a great bunch of people called Renegade Films uh-huh. who have actually made film, and you can see, you know, there's quality in the ad. <laughs> Look at you so- just trying to pick them up so they give you more work. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> like they're going to fucking they're, listen to this. They're friends, they're friends of the show. They're friends of the show. How many people are tuning into your Hey, hey come We're on now. We're getting good numbers. Yeah, we are yeah. getting very good numbers. How many hits? People. How many hits? Yeah. Look, I'd rather not say. I'd rather, I'd rather leave it up to people. I'm just on the lot, last It's more week's, than you would think. I missed last week's debate about your name. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm Can we fine carry with that on? I think no. we only half did that, to be fair. I think we should really examine because that this week. Tommy Dasolo, uh-huh. sitting opposite me, yeah. was talking about some comedian from Sydney mm. who mispronounced <laughs> his name on introducing him. And I've, I said, but Tommy, early in your career, I struggled because I gave it a bit more of the exotique, if you like. I gave I, it a yeah. bit of Dasalo. It is very audacious of me to get angry at people for mispronouncing a fake name. A made-up name. That's, yeah. And uh, I remember going up to you at the um, Young and Jackson's Hotel on the mm-hmm. corner of Flinders Street and Swanson Street and saying, so, Tommy, how do you s- b- pronounce your surname? And you saying, oh, it doesn't matter. And I yeah. said, no, come on, man, it <laughs> yeah. really does. It's your name. And you said, no, it really doesn't. And now, of course, <laughs> the penny drops. It's like the final denouement in Soul Man, yeah. where, oh, that's why he's bad at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's not really a DeSalo or a Dasalo. No, Soul Man no. doesn't get referenced enough. No, not yeah. at all. Look, I feel like we're carrying on about the wrong part of last week's episode. The I just want to quickly I, say no. that, that. I just want to quickly say the... Uh, uh, I thought that was appropriate where you said the, the only other TV you've done since The White Room has been the Sorbonne ad. It's sort of like the perfect after for The White Room. Well, now here's the paper to wipe what the fuck came out in that show. <laughs> well, it really is where my career is too. It's, uh, <laughs> it's in the toilet. But this leads me into what I was about to bring up because last week there was a lot of talk about... Um, um, half of the show, Carl Chandler shitting his pants after a right. particularly devious pizza played a bit of havoc on his guts. And um, I feel like it's an appropriate guest to follow up that episode with because you, you're, you're, you're somewhat legendary in the industry for your shitting in your pants story. Story, yeah. Well, not stories. <laughs> I, believe there are, I believe I've heard multiple ones. Okay, there's a couple, but really there's one big one. Well, and, this is uh, your chance to set the record straight. Well... Um, it's many years ago now. It's uh, 2001. Um, am I going to run through the whole shit my pants? Do you still want it? Please do. Okay. I go to a nightclub with uh, Limo in Adelaide. Oh, after, after, <laughs> did Mate. I just drop a name? Yeah, yeah. 
He's a name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to a, a nightclub with Anthony Lehman, yep. uh, a.k.a. Lemo. Is that and... not his real name? Mm-mm. Oh. Uh, Are you for real? I've got a lot in common. You, that, <laughs> I'm kidding. It... Oh, oh, here I am. His All name's... Right. A kind of contraction of his actual name. Yeah. Your real name's Nigel Tippett. <laughs> yeah. And it's pronounced Lee Mao. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Tommy Dasolo is, um, if you've never seen him, he's Mr. Tumnus <laughs> from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> Tumnus. What a name. It's just a guy called Barry Thompson who wants to. <laughs> anyway, um, so I took some uh, non prescription medication. I think the kids refer to it as E or, <laughs> or Ecky. Or Rissoles. Uh, or Rissoles or Bickies. Um, and I was in a nightclub and uh, it was back in the day when you could smoke in nightclubs. Mm-hmm. So Whoa. it's, yeah, 2001, Ancient. going back. And uh, I finished my dart and just flick it in the air and I'm dancing, really carving it up. And uh, all of a sudden everything gets really smoky. Whoa, what's going on in here? It's like, is there a fire? And Lemo said, no, your jacket is glowing. And the (laughs) dart that I'd flicked away had gone into the pocket of my jacket, which has a story all of its own. But anyway, so I take it off. (laughs) It wasn't flaming, but, you know, when something's glowing all around the edge of the burnt, Mm -hmm. scorched area, I'd ruined my corduroy jacket. It was a pretty cool jacket too. And uh, so I took it off in disgust and threw it into the corner. And from being in a real high, I'd I'd ruined my own buzz. And uh, there was uh, beanbags around. So I went and sat in a beanbag and I fell asleep promptly. My buzz was gone. I just passed out. And I wake up to a bouncer snap snap kicking me in the ribs. Uh, and I just didn't know where I was. And he's like, out, mate, wake up, no sleep. And I was like, whoa, I'm a sleeper, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I just love pumping out the Zs, man, come on. From E's to Z's. Yeah, from E's to Z's. you got to go. And uh, I said, can I say goodbye to my mate? No. Limo sees me getting chucked out. He's having a good time. I said, stay. And I get outside into the broad daylight and realise that I really need to go to the toilet quite urgently. <laughs> So I'm making my way across Adelaide Parkland towards Hindley Street and uh, I could feel it coming on and then there was just no stopping. It was the power E <laughs> out and uh, I, I logged out. I logged off. <laughs> I filled my trowels and uh, when you're in just broad daylight and there's people getting about their, you know, Sunday morning thing. Yeah. It's Oh, this was in the morning by this then? Is, yeah, 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, right. Out into like broad daylight and I fully just packed the trousers. Packed tea. Packed a fucking cut lunch packed and a the, picnic. And the rafters. So, <laughs> it was really like that. It was yeah. like a double episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone died and it was someone's sense of smell. Um, so I needed to get this thing out and uh, it was burning my skin. And I went into an alley off, Hind- uh, off uh, Rundle Mall mm. and just started uh, – I dropped my dax and started scooping handfuls <laughs> backhand onto a wall, <laughs> monkey throwing shit at zoo patron style. <laughs> this has really set the tone for a great this hour, hasn't, hasn't it? it? I feel like that would have been much better off as the sorbent commercial. You know, <laughs> what happens when you're not prepared. And then a little, a little – how cute would it be if you're there wiping your own shit on a concrete wall and then a little Labrador came along yeah. with well, a little – that's that's the Labradors, isn't it? Yeah. Sorbent? Yeah. No, the, and then you wipe your ass on it. That's the thing with <laughs> toilet roll commercials is 
they never refer to what the product's for. There yeah, can never be any brown in a toilet ah. roll commercial. And, you know, bring on the puppies. Because that's and, in your... And ironically, a puppy is a very good thing to wipe your ass with. They're soft and they're also reusable. So it's like, you know, you can hose them down. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's environmentally responsible they're to wipe obedient. your ass with a small dog. I've got a Labrador. They're pretty... I feel like she'd sort of... You know, she'd take it. She'd take it. You uh, cementing, cementing its position as the best friend. Yeah. yeah. So then I, um, I pull up my trousers and make my way up Rundle Mall with this kind of hand, this turd glove on, uh, and <laughs> made my way back to the hotel. And I was just must have been reeking, just stinking, <laughs> as I make my way through the foyer, waving at everyone. Morning. How, for context, how old are you in this story? I am thirty-six. <laughs> And what, Saturday morning or Sunday morning? It's a, it was a Saturday night into Sunday morning. Right. Yeah, right. And so I get home and um, I'm my buzz is back. Like I have double dropped <laughs> and I need some action. Uh, <laughs> and so I get in the shower and kind of wash myself off and uh, <laughs> I don't know whether I should tell you the rest of this story. Oh, oh come on. Oh, look. I had to have sex and I <laughs> got a prostitute back to my hotel. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. That is what the little dumb dumb club is all about. And it was awesome. And uh, I'd bought a Marley, uh, Bob Marley CD uh, a couple of nights beforehand. <laughs> so we're listening to some reggae and we're getting it on. And someone's smoking something. And, yeah. Uh, Someone smoking some. Uh, no, that's Michael Jackson. <laughs> anyway, so uh, then, you know, kind of the party finishes and she says, oh, I should get a shower. And I said, oh, don't. Because <laughs> there's some things in there. Oh. She said, no, you know, nothing can shock me. And I was went, <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Did I just tell that story? Is this going okay. to go, can my mum log on and listen to this? <laughs> if you want me to edit that out, just... Tell me, and then I will tell you that I'll do it, and then I won't actually do okay. it. Yeah. Oh, look, they're the facts as they stand. But your other famous shitting yourself story, which I brought up to you the other day, yeah, is that you, a, you claim it's... an apocryphal story. You, so the story that I have heard is yeah. about the time Lawrence Mooney shat himself live on stage doing one of his little <laughs> yeah, skit performances. That's, that's just an apocryphal story <laughs> that has grown out of... Uh, I can tell you it's grown out of two drips of wee. <laughs> I was doing a gig at Knox City in some Irish pub mm -hmm. and, you know, that no one ever went to. Um, <laughs> and uh, I go to the toilet before I go on stage and it's hot night and I'm just wearing shorts. I'm going commando. I go to the – this is going to be all toilet. <laughs> I'm better than this. Anyway, I go to the toilet. There's a couple of drips of urine make their way onto my shorts. I go on stage – and uh, I'm doing my gags and <laughs> making you. funny. And there's two girls in the front row just laughing and <laughs> their faces. And I go, what are you laughing at? Look down and it's like, okay, there's a telltale kind of, you know, 20-cent piece mark on my <laughs> shorts. So um, what I do is I go, that's just too embarrassing to go on with. And I'd had a pretty bad day. So I was drinking a pint of Guinness on stage and I got it. And I poured it down my pants to make everything wet, yeah. to get rid of the telltale little sign. Mm -hmm. And that was the end of that. There's, you know, Guinness pouring out the end of my shorts. That's funny. Let's get on with the comedy. Yeah. That has grown from 
a piss mark in a pair of shorts to he pissed himself on stage because people see the Guinnesses, yeah, uh, to he shit himself on stage. You know, next thing I'm going to perform some heinous sexual crime on stage. Well, I heard that you sucked off a male prostitute after it in the shower while he was shitting on you. That's the story I heard. I heard you sucked off the ghost of Bob Marley. Yeah. Uh, I would. If Bob could appear. Hey, do you want some breaking news? Yes. Yeah, you did say that you had something yeah. for us. Well, you know, a new shit yourself story. Yes. <laughs> am I being myself today or do I seem a little bit hyped up or am I okay? You seem, I haven't seen you for a while, but you seem, you know. Because, um, you know, you were mentioning my motorcycle yeah. out there. Well, uh, uh, you know, everyone says new bike, you're going to put it down at some stage. You're going to lay the baby down. It's going to be a bad day for you. Yeah. And uh, it's a brand new bike. I thought I'd br- buy a brand new bike. You know, I'm in a full tilt midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> You've got a polished helmet sitting next to you as well. Yeah. Would you put that away? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, ding, 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 there's ding. someone pumping on the door, but uh, we can't go and No, no. We're in showbiz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. We're thinking of the listeners. So, uh, today's the day. On my way here, I fucking stacked my bike. Oh. Yeah. Right-o. Look, I've... This will be good for the listeners. Yeah. Oh, that is—I can't say that's that. That's the same oh, size that's, as the piss mark on that your is shorts. A tw- that is exactly yeah. a twenty. Uh, for the listeners, uh, the moon has just shown us a a, a nasty graze, the size of a twenty cent piece yeah, on his, my uh, shoulder, his knee. I was coming up Queen Street, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody did a park from you know the left hand lane. That one, yeah, right. And I just laid it down. And are you? So you'll be getting the tram home. No, it's going. It's fine. It's just, you know, some kind of cosmetic injuries and uh, <clears throat> obviously I'm in shock. <laughs> um, Hang on, I'm just, weird. I'm just texting confidential. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's Lawrence Mooney? <laughs> <laughs> to get into confidential, you do need to have some kind of profile, don't you? Uh, uh, you would think that, but yeah. sometimes you look at it and you go, hmm, that's in there. I suppose, you know, people wouldn't know who I am. So uh, I've got to get home and tell my wife before this goes to air. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a point that you could get to where you'd go, yeah, I can't do this anymore? It. Yeah. Because I have a friend who rides fi- a fixie. Right. And he, uh, he stats All like the kids have got fixies, the haven't they? Yeah, it's bullshit. I'm not into uh, it. What is with, with the fixie? Why the fixie? I don't, I don't even know no what, the, what a fixie it's, is, okay. to be honest. A fixed wheel is you pedal and uh, if you can't stop pedalling. The pedals keep going around because right. the, the wheel hasn't got that resting motion. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fixed. So the whole thing's moving the whole time. So to stop it, you've got to kind of stand on the brakes. It's a kinetic thing because they're trying to push forward. Right. Yeah. So there's no brake. You're just kind of like... Right. Backwards. Okay. So apparently, you know, you can get up to some devilish speeds, yeah. and it's quite dangerous. But fixie, you know, it's the it's the latest thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I I don't like how everyone who rides one always tries to is just constantly trying to recruit. Everyone's trying to recruit people into it. Why? My friends Why who ride I... them are always on me to buy one. I'm like, I don't want to buy one because I would never use it. Right. But they just fucking keep at you. Oh, it's so good. A day like this, just riding around. We can go on, on rides fixie. together. Well, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not enjoying hanging out with you now. Why would I want to spend more time <laughs> on a fucking bike, nearly dying every time a car comes and past me? What What's better than a normal bike? I mean, what's uh, better about it than a normal I bike? Don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't know. But I, like, I have friends who ride them who stack it all the time. Like, I have right. friends who've done their shoulders and... I feel like that would be. I would have one of them, and then I'd go. Nah, you get you get yeah. one gimme. Do you know what I mean? Like you get right. one 
proper crash where you don't die or end up severely brain damaged. And I feel like. But that's... why are these hipsters wow, so in such you're... a rush? Like they don't need, they don't want any breaks. Where are they going so quickly? <laughs> so yeah. you're saying to me, you're you're doing a bit of dad work now. You're saying to me that was my chance today and walk away. I guess I am saying that. Yeah, I didn't realise I was, but I guess wow. I was. Yeah, that's, it. that's confronting because when I said I was going to get a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that know me well said, you're the wrong temperament for a motorcycle. (laughs) You've got to have a balanced, kind of like very clear thinking temperament and you're not that temperament. Yeah. And then on top of that, people just pounded me with horror stories. Yeah. My mate went under a tram and his leg got stripped to the waist and it was just bone and it took him six months to rehab and... Oh, this mate of mine has been driving for 20 years and it was just a simple accident. Now he's a quadriplegic and on and on and on. And, you know... And you thought, that sounds pretty sweet. Well, they were telling the wrong person because, as I mentioned earlier, I got the wrong temperament. So I went, yeah, fuck off. You need a a fixie motorbike. With no brakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go home and take the brakes <laughs> off it and the lights. I don't even want this shitty helmet. Do you feel like Do you feel like you now, after your near-death experience or something, that you have a new lease on life? Are you just sitting in the studio going, oh, this is a gift? Did your, did your career rush before your eyes when you <laughs> laid the bike down? <laughs> yeah. All those episodes of the Denise show. <laughs> I just saw Ding Dong. Actually, I, was, did you I, saw, the, and- I saw the white light. And then I just heard Ding Dong saying, come back. <laughs> no, that was the... Come back. That was the set of the white room. <laughs> Maybe I've actually passed away this afternoon and this is like purgatory. <laughs> where I have to recount everything that you've done in your career. Yeah, this is going to be a special eight-year-long episode where we're just going to sit here and talk forever and ever. Wow. that I reckon that that would be hell, to have your career replayed to you every gig you're in a room just watching an endless video. Yeah, which which uh, when you said the Denise show flashed before your eyes, which segment? Because I did look you up on the Denise show on mm. YouTube, and here's something that the listeners can try. There's you interviewing – the only clip of you that I could find on YouTube from the Denise show is you interviewing Charlotte Church. Yeah. Is that an really? Really? Dressed as some kind and of <laughs> village idiot. <laughs> you're, dressed, you're dressed like bloody Mr. Toad from Wind in the Willows. You're wearing yeah. a little boating cap. And you're in this full period garb. In the, I presume it's a bit disturbing, that, isn't it? Because I've, I've, I've taken a 14-year-old girl to the botanical gardens <laughs> for a picnic. picnic. And, and you've got a goatee as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm dressed up as, like, you know, some kind of gamekeeper. And uh, now she's all grown up. Yeah, yeah. She's had her kind of, like, celebrity showbiz blowout, hasn't she? Uh, I guess so. You don't hear about her much anymore. Taking a bit Charging. of A-class and yeah. singing like a... Mofo. <laughs> um, yeah, so that – oh, look, there's a – I think in my archive of bullshit at home in my garage, I've got some uh, digital tape of me and Denise really making some quality TV. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a night of that. Why don't you invite us around? Oh, yeah. Geez. Go through the, the, the moon anthology. Yeah. Like when the Beatles put their stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get all those episodes of The Denise Show and put them out on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. Because the be Beatles a big announcement. are up there. The yeah. Beatles are finally made. Yeah. It's time for well, the you know, Denise Show. I, I've been holding out for too long. Yeah. And uh, maybe I can broker a deal now too, with too many people. Are, too many people are illegally downloading episodes of The Denise yeah. Show. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> I'm a bit torrenting it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a lot of bootleg 
Denise out there, and it's time that we owned it. You should yeah. gay crash the circle and play it on the circle. I'll I'll fix it up. I'll be like the George Martin of the Denise show, and I'll just produce right. it. Just tweak it. Get my son in, remix it. Maybe some of the true diehards will be a bit outraged, but uh, get a bit of uh, Cirque du Soleil maybe yeah, behind it. Yeah. Take the show to Vegas, the musical Denise well, show experience. Uh, you, know, you call it Moon! Exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had a serious motor vehicle accident. <laughs> I believe you, speaking of television and, and show business and yeah. radio and stuff, I believe you had you had some uh, radio stories that you wanted to share with us, I believe you Look, were saying. I am uh, I'm a veteran of breakfast radio, yeah. and there's a show coming up that I, I won't discuss the show, mm-hmm. but I've been asked to share some of my horror stories from breakfast radio. Uh-huh. And you get a chance to do one. And I've got three, and I just want to run them past you. Okay. And you guys tell me which (laughs) is the most horrific. Okay, sure. Or or not necessarily horrible, but, you know, talks about the horror that is breakfast radio. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Okay, so the first time I'm on air at Mix 101.1, I returned from doing a theatre season at Belvoir Street uh, the night before. Um... The night before that was a big party. I'm exhausted. I go on air for my first night, uh, mm-hmm. first morning, six till nine. Uh, it was pretty shaky because yeah. it was a new team, Loz, Michelle, and Dez. Oh, Loz. Yeah, You're the one with Loz. the nickname. Yeah, I was the crazy, I was shit neck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this is around the time I first met you. You had bleach blonde hair at this time. Yeah. Did you that, not? I got bleach blonde hair in my second year right. when I was oh. really breaking down. Really, really, really looking for the Brownlow votes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I get off air and we were meant to meet uh, the general manager and that morning and then he's going to have a lunch with us and then present us to the sales team marketing. That's what commercial radio is all about. Meet the team. And we were going to be taken in on Harleys, which is just such a bad idea. <laughs> for real? Mm, for real. <laughs> anyway, we get off air and I'm just exhausted. So I get under my desk and I am asleep, passed out. <laughs> that's when the general manager arrived to say, hey, you know, listen this morning and where's Loz? It's like... He's there. He is doing a bit of George Costanza having that one of the desk. Just somebody had to wake me up and say, "Hey, the general manager's here." It's like, oh, great. And so, the uh, the prostitute you order is not far behind as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking maybe we might cut that out. <laughs> the Adelaide story. But look how much fun we've had with it. Yeah. Well, maybe we can just reference it, but let's cut it out of the Adelaide you're story. Asking, you're asking how many hits we get on the show. If you want this to be big numbers, right. then that's what the people want. Okay, if that's what the people want. <laughs> Is that going to reflect badly on me, though? No, that'll make you cool. you got yeah. the bike, you got a pro story. Uh, look at Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> you're not going hard enough, if anything. Look, I'm a different man now. <laughs> Anyway. There are four prostitutes hanging out in this room, by the way, we yeah. should mention as well. <laughs> right, yeah. Very cheap. But That was why I lost balance on the motorcycle. I was like, <laughs> man, you can't even have three pillion passengers. You, would, you had to get them stacked in like a pyramid. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, sort of like the end of the third Wallace and Gromit film where he's got all this stupid little pyramid. What? Like is, a house is, of cards but with sluts. Is, is the third Wallace and Gromit film called... 
pyramid of prostitutes. <laughs> oh, I tell you what. Oh, the sluts are making me bike wobbly. Oh, look out. Stop sucking oh, that. Oh, hello. Oh, you've got scabs on your face. <laughs> you've been smoking ice again. Look out. Oh, no. Don't tell me you love me and then take all me money. <laughs> maybe, you, maybe we the three of us can reboot the Wallace and Gromit franchise and make it a bit darker, a la Christopher Nolan with Batman. Pyramid of prostitutes. <laughs> tell you what, she's not really a natural blonde. Hello? <laughs> Drapes don't match the carpet. Oh, Wallace! <laughs> anyway, so that's one story. The, uh, the other story was we did this thing about... Um, it was kind of like a time with... Uh, raising funds for breast cancer, but we wanted to make the longest chain of bras mm. uh, to get in the Guinness Book of World Records. And we asked people to send in their old bras, and the response was massively underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> we got occasionally got some old bra in the mail right. with a letter of encouragement, and that was nice that people were participating. But we, so we had to go around to bra manufacturers and op shops. And, <laughs> Places where bras are. Is that the perviest request you ever put out on radio? Yeah. <laughs> that was for really good cause. We're bringing you soiled bras, preferably. <laughs> soiled? Soiled's wrong. Uh, you know, used, pre-loved. And so we started to amass all these bras from all sorts of places, but not from listeners. And we had to put them in a storeroom. And the whole thing, the whole promotion went for weeks and then we had to take them down to Fed Square. We were having an OB and stretch our big bra chain across Fed Square <laughs> and wrap it around, you know, wacky, wrap it around some people and bring it back again. How just ballpark it for us? How many did you get sent in from listeners? Oh, let's say 30. Okay, right, right. <laughs> but we wanted hundreds, you know, yeah, we wanted yeah, thousands. Yeah. We I wanted thought... to make a bra chain across Australia. Yeah, I thought you were going to say eight. Were you up front on the air about that you weren't getting them no, sent in? You had to... Oh, it's been a great response. People You're never up front. Yeah, yeah okay. Go, like we've got people bringing in loads of bras and, you know, send yours in. Occasionally one would arrive in the mail. And so we've got this kind of mass of dusty, horror conglomeration of bras that we had to take out of this room and then for the MX photos, the wacky team, yeah. we wrapped ourselves in them. Uh. And I just felt <laughs> really nauseous the whole time. <laughs> it's like old brass that were just full of dirt and cockroaches and uh. wrongness. But this is the story that I think will probably make it. Mm -hmm. Don't fall asleep, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone really a little bit classy-eyed. Oh, yeah, okay, people sending free bras. What else? Yeah. Come on. Okay. We used to have this program director that used to get off air every day and tell us whether we were funny or not. Right. Listen to the show today. Not funny. <laughs> Listen to the show today. Hey, it was pretty funny. He goes, yeah, I was listening to the show today. Didn't think it was funny. You know that bit you did at 8 o'clock where you're talking about going to the shops and whatever, buying bananas, whatever the thing was. He goes, too many ideas. You know, you're all throwing, <laughs> you're all throwing in different ideas and I'm thinking, what's this story about? And... Uh, you know, too many ideas. It's like, yeah, that's how stories go. People throw in their bit and, yeah. then, you know, you get to an end and hopefully there's something funny at the end of it. And he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. So I'm sitting on the opposite side of the desk to him and he picks up a lolly and he says, 
Loz, catch this. And he throws it at me, and I catch the lolly. Then he picks up a handful and just pelts my, <laughs> pelts my head with them. As minties and boiled lollies and yeah. milk bottles bounced off my head. Uh-huh. And I looked at him and he said, see, too many ideas. <laughs> Too many ideas, not enough bras. Listen in, Mix FM. And so we just all sat there (laughs) open-mouthed. Couldn't believe that he just assaulted me with mixed lollies and then just cracked up laughing. Yeah. Oh, man, I was just hurting with laughter. I couldn't believe it. I wonder what that general manager would have to say about this show. That program director, that program director director might have this to say about this show. Okay, driver, pull over. You got your license on you? Because he's now a policeman. Oh, oh. Wow. I was going to say Natural maybe progression. we'd be lucky to have one lolly to chuck at someone. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's, you know, three of my experiences with. There's many more. Is that um, a natural progression for a um, radio show producer to then go into the uh, police force? Is that a. Do you think there seems parallels? You know, some of these things are not like. The others. <laughs> Some of these things are not quite the same. Yeah. And so, no, it doesn't seem to me to be a natural progression. But he might get the opportunity now to, you know, pull people over. And when they say, you know, what's your excuse for speeding? He can go, funny, not funny. <laughs> he can still lord that over. Oh, yeah, you're going too fun. fast. You, you realise how fast these lollies are going? <laughs> Bang, see? Yeah. That hurt. So don't drive that fast. Just been at the pub and had a few drinks and then had another, a couple more drinks and then was in a rush to... Too many ideas. Yeah. Way too many ideas. Too much going on there. Too much going on there. But I was... Yeah, I was a, in a fully self-destructive tilt. Like, I was coming off the back of that Adelaide trip straight into breakfast radio. <laughs> do you, you want to... Do you want to... Do you want to go into detail? Okay. Uh, That's such a weird thing to, to be in a self-destructive sort of like party animal phase with a job where you've got to get up at three in the yeah, morning. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. go to bed. I had separated from my long-term partner and then my long-term partner and child moved away. So I was on my own with a load of cash and a head full of hate and some pretty savage uh, substance abuse problems. <laughs> Which was around the... <laughs> what an attractive cocktail. Which is around the time that I met you. And then I decided oh, to bleach my bleach, hair blonde. Yeah. And, of course uh, you guys met then. You're just like peas in a pot. I reckon yeah. probably the April, May 2004 was probably one of the bleakest times of my life. Oh, I know what you mean. Is yeah. that just because Comedy Festival was on? or The Comedy Festival was on. <laughs> I'd broken up with a, a short-term, intense relationship that I had. Like I said, my child was living away from me. I was spending a little bit too much time at Revolver. Oh, yeah. yeah, sexy. <laughs> uh, Who were you hanging out with at Revolver in those years? Um, Starry and Sheets. Yeah, did you have Kevin Sheedy for a second? I thought, yeah, that's interesting. Not that Sheeds. Did you have a wolf pack that you went out partying with? Uh, Oh, the entourage. Yeah. Well, yeah, yes and no. I I wasn't uh, wasn't as tight as that, you know. I would move. Bros cruising for pussy. All right. Oh man, (laughs) I kind of hate entourage. Really? (laughs) I really hate it. Really? Uh, The whole idea. Maybe it just reminds me of what that was like cruising with 
bros <laughs> looking for pussy? Come on. For fuck's sake, grow up. Did you, when you had the blonde hair, what, did you have one of those surf necklaces? Because that's what I'm thinking. Oh, shells. No, I never adorned myself with a necklace. Well, I think that's the that's what you get when you get the bleach blonde hair at, Actually, the, at the hairdresser. I, yeah, though, it don't comes you? free. Yeah. I did have a necklace for a little while. It was a, um, a Spanish coin, and punched out of it was the cross that was also there. Oh. Yeah, it was wrong. I, I look so wrong in jewellery. Yeah. I look, I look so bad. But I, I wish that you jewelry. dressed like you are in that Charlotte Church video from the Denisha. I wish you dressed like that. That's all the time. that. That is. I mean, period costume is mm. what I should be dressed in all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm an old on your motorbike kind of too. See, that would yeah. be cool. Yeah. Period costume apart from the helmet, but yeah. then you have to have the hat on top of the helmet <laughs> and keep the bike on its wheels rather than on its side, making a <laughs> sound. So when you when you were off the rails then and you did the comedy festival show, yeah. what was the was that your was that the concept of your show, Lawrence Mooney off the rails? I should have gone uh, Lawrence Mooney off the rails and told the truth, but I was trying to portray an image that wasn't really me. And I think 2003, it, I did Did that show. involve the period costume? Were you coming yeah, in, pretending no. to be someone from 300 years ago? It was trying to be this kind ago. of like, cool <laughs> guy who's off the radio. Hey, everyone. Uh, and it's like, come on, man. Get into your own skin. Tell the truth. You are a broken, broken man with no idea. <laughs> but you are funny. <laughs> <laughs> and what pulled you out of it? What pulled you out of the funk? Uh, probably my... My, oh, actually, no, I uh, had a realization. I had a, an epiphany one night. I bought a house way down in Mordialic, mm-hmm. down in the bay, and I was living in kind of like self imposed exile, and I was drinking like a motherfucker. Mm. I was an alcoholic, full blown. And uh, I had uh, an epiphany one night. I was, you know, I'd do a lot of chatting to myself, and sometimes I'd get on the phone and berate friends, <laughs> tell them where their lives had gone wrong. <laughs> That's attractive. Uh, I'm at home one night and uh, I've drunk a lot and I've, you know, snorted something and I'm pretty on fire and I'm just ranting around the house and then I just looked at this wall and that I'd kind of painted uh, inspired by Mark Rothko, kind of purple oh, yes. and red boxes and just went, oh, if I don't get out of here, I am going to die in this house. Wow. Um so, uh, I didn't stop immediately. There was still some partying time to be had. <laughs> so, that was 2006. So, it was sometime after the radio. Mm-hmm. And three things happened. I rented that house out and moved to Elwood. Mm. So, I moved kind of back to- towards civilization. I started going to Alcoholics Anonymous and was dry for nine months. Uh, and we'll, we can talk about Alcoholics Anonymous another time. But I also decided I wanted to have a relationship. Mm. So I dried out. And, you know, I'd been stumbling up to women, pissed for years. You want to go home with me? (laughs) And uh, it's not a great basis for a relationship, being blind Mm. uh, and just going home with anyone. So I sobered up and I met the woman who is my wife now, Lulu. So it's all got a happy ending. She started, she kind of like really affirmed my life. It's really quite. Can we hold hands? Okay, let's do it. Hey, yeah, we are. We're making nice. a real I love how we're doing it and no yeah. one can see it. It's just <laughs> but, for our own benefit. They, they know we are. They know. You guys we didn't, didn't hold hands, though, so oh, it wasn't okay. a ring. Oh, yeah. okay. No, no. Oh, no. no. What, what are we doing? We're doing hands, oh, okay. hands across, hands across sin. I can tell that 
Carl's not really a tactile kind of a guy. He was uncomfortable. Yeah, with Carl's no, no, because no, Carl's got a big. I get, I get hot, and I think oh, oh. you're going you're to think I'm sweaty. Oh, so this again. This is this that's is self deprecating. Yeah, your hands are fine. <laughs> They're <laughs> a little sweaty, good. but that's yeah. Right. See, as we've been dispelling some myths about you on the show so far, here's a story that I heard about you from that point of your life that I'm not sure that I've ever asked you about. The story I heard was that you were very drunk one night and you were going to get the train home. Jesus. You've oh, yeah. passed out on the train. Mm-hmm. The train has gone past your stop all the way to the end of the line and then back into Flinders Street Station, at which point you've woken up and gone, oh, this is fucking bullshit. train hasn't even fucking moved. I'm just going to get a cab home. <laughs> is that true? Okay, this is the scenario. <laughs> and then, and then... And, Follow and this very carefully. One of the Met Space guys, jump. then you paid one of the Met guys to suck you off. <laughs> <laughs> this is pure oil. <laughs> I'll let you leave the prostitute pity, no, right? <laughs> because it's true and it's like warts and all biography and, yeah. you yeah. know, we've been through it and I can face the facts and that's that. <laughs> now, I was I was doing a show for the comedy festival. Mm-hmm. It was... Called? Uh, it was called... Um, let me just think about the timeline. Uh, it was called Lies, Lies, Lies. Mm. I was doing breakfast radio. Um, I thought the show was good. It was kind of – it was a good show. I'm not going to go into what the critics thought. <laughs> anyway, so I go from my show to um, the Hi-Fi bar. Mm-hmm. I uh, drink myself into a stupor with the assistance of non-prescription medication. <laughs> <laughs> so I decide not to drive home, which mm-hmm. is, you know, cheers to Sensible. me. Yep. So I get in a cab. And I go back to my home in Brighton from the Hi-Fi bar. When I get home, uh, my partner and child have gone away for the weekend, as was often the case in those years because we were separated but mm-hmm. living together. Anyway, I haven't got my car, ke- uh, my house keys. They're in my car. <laughs> and I've spent my final money on the cab home. Yeah. So I walk from my house to Brighton Station. Mm-hmm. I get on a train to go back into town to get my car keys. I go in from Brighton, into Flinders Street. I'm asleep by this time. I go out <laughs> to Sandringham. <laughs> I'm woken by the guy who says, you're at Sandringham. So my little head's gone in from Brighton, to 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 Richmond, Flinders Street, all the way back out to Sandringham. Now I'm thinking, oh, this is just ridiculous. This could, <laughs> this could end up being Dante's Inferno. It's a divine comedy, seven <laughs> levels of hell. So... I get in a cab and I say to the guy, listen, I can't pay you until we get home because I haven't got any money on me, but I'm going to go into town, get my car, house keys, go back to my house, go to the bank, then pay you. So he picks me up from Sa- Sandringham Station, drives me into the city to that car park underneath the city square. Yep. He goes into the car park so he can see me go to my car, get the house keys, we uh-huh. go out, we have the... We don't have to pay because we've only been in there for a couple of minutes. Yep. We drive back to Brighton. I open the house, get my wallet, get my card, go to the bank, pay him. He drives – well, drives me home then I pay him. Yeah. Man, it took for hours. Yeah. It was – from leaving the hi-fi bar, you know, I don't know what – when does it shut? When oh, you picked God. out daylight? Like, yeah, daylight. From six in the morning, it took me till afternoon to yep. finally pull it off. Really? And then – the wave of self-hatred 
And did just... the cabbie, was the fare more because the cabbie had to stop for you to shit yourself in an alleyway? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, you really do make a cross for your own back don't you? <laughs> when you start with the, the poo-poo stories. Yes, yes um, indeed. So Twitter, let's get back on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, Because, right. because I uh, – and let's say right now, let's put it out there right now that, that, that Tommy Dasso – and I, Carl Chandler, that's me, uh, both on Twitter. And, you yep. know, you can follow us, but more importantly, follow Lawrence Mooney. Yeah. You do Especially some, late you do night some Mooney. sterling work on there. Yeah. Yeah. I like funny things, you know. I like your tweets, Well, that, that's what I think it should be for. Don't like just, any of No. That's how he just no, goes I on about Palmer stuff. and stuff. I don't I was, always go on about Palmer. Yeah. I, I had a very good one oh, yesterday. Oh, Melbourne, the weather you've... Melbourne, me again, weather. Oh, yeah. Twit pick of a oh. cloud. Oh. Oh, sorry for taking up six <laughs> seconds of your precious little day. <laughs> can can I read one out to you that is waiting to go? But I... <laughs> oh, this is this a draft? <laughs> it's a draft. Oh, right. breaking, breaking exclusive moon tweet action. And this has happened this morning, but I'm, I'm 16 characters over. Ah, oh, right. And I can't get it down, so... I'll just okay. Okay, here we yep. go. I'll pod tweet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Come on. Man, yeah, I want it on oh, that. that. Just sweet. Out. Saw my shoulder is after that motorcycle crash. Yeah. Um, at the park, two middle-aged men with remote-control cars staring at a young woman walking her dog. My wife. Look at the childish, fat, lecherous cunts. <laughs> No, that is lean. That's lean. That's I don't think you good. can bring that down any further. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just looked at her and went, that is superb. She goes, oh, they make me sick. Wow. So, uh, but on any other day, uh, that could have been me. With what, the remote the, control cars. <laughs> Childish, fat, lecherous cunt. Perving <laughs> at a young girl watching one young woman. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of the hour. Is there anything more either of you would like to add before we sail off into uh, the distance? I could sit here and listen to Moon's showbiz stories forever, yes, to be fair. Yes, We'll have to have you back, Moon. I'd like to come back. We'd love to have you back. I can tell you, you know, I've gone the kind of really warts and all today. That's good. That's good. And, uh, and uh, I hope it doesn't put the listener off. I hope people don't think The listener. A... We've got more than one. <laughs> <laughs> After today, I think we'll have plenty. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, give us some feedback. What do you um, think about my sad tales of what? Lawrence Mooney, please follow Lawrence Mooney on Twitter. Yeah. What are you, at Lawrence Mooney? It's Lawrence Mooney. Yeah, yeah your name yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yep, yeah, Lawrence yeah. Mooney. Yep. At, at Lawrence Mooney. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing that shits me. You know, I look at other people's, like, followers and they've got 70,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want more. What are you You've taking? Got, what are you on? You've got a few, yeah. Uh, 900 oh, plus. Ooh. I mean, that's, See, that's good. That's good numbers. That's that's all right. Yeah. Since, you know, you, you actually made me. I, I opened a Twitter account. <laughs> you made me. You made me. <laughs> no, we were at lunch. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't come because you had to, I don't know. I wasn't invited. Work something in the like library. That. I had to work. Yeah. <laughs> what was your job? What was more important than coming to lunch? Uh, I think I was temping at the time. Oh. Counting envelopes better than Miss Daslow, could you come in here, please? <laughs> oh. No, he's got another different name when he works at a temp right. agency. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bunny Brooks. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Moneypenny, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you cross-dress when you're temping? <laughs> Is that a really sexist thing to That's say? That's showbiz. <laughs> um, Are you working for the Disney Corporation? I was working for the Disney Corporation. 
He was actually at Cafe Van. Come in here, Tommy. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> yeah, like Cafe Van. I had to wait some tables and then oh, oh, yeah. I'm fat. Killed his career rather than his... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> All right, look, let's wrap look, this up, guys. I um, have got to go and get on my motorcycle and I'm starting to get the fear. Yeah, oh. as you should. Lawrence um, Mooney, Thursday, November the 20-something. Is it Soft Belly Comedy? Soft Belly Comedy. Check that out. Um, 25th. Thursday 25th. Oh. Anyway, thanks for listening for another week. We'll be back here next time. Uh, thanks very much, Lawrence Mooney, for joining us. Lawrence Mooney, everyone. And we'll see you later. See you, mate. See you, mate. My lover, you was my friend.